Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Oh, yes. Hey. Gentlemen, hey. they're fired up, ready to go. Who wouldn't be if you're an NBA fan and saw those two endings last night? Man, that was fun. I, <laughs> I milked that thing all the way to the end. I, you know, my, you my did what? I, I milked it to the end, man. My eyeballs was, you know, my eyeballs was going. I, I had one of them. And I had to get up. <laughs> what happened? So I turned on the lights. I sat back down. Gave me another one of those. Got up again, Z. Sat there. Got on the edge. My wife came to out the room. It's like, why are you still up? You got to get up in a couple hours. I'm like, I got to watch the game. I'm locked in. I'm locked in. And for those of you that didn't have a chance or stay up the way that Key did, bottom line, what's more wild here? A game one with free throws with no time left on the clock Mm -hmm. or one of the best offensive players of his generation helping to seal a series win, not to mention saving his reputation with, of all things, a defensive play from James Harden. We're going to get into both here. Big win for the Heat. Big win for the Rockets. We'll talk about Houston in 15 minutes. We're going to hone in on Miami and Milwaukee. But first, Jay, is a little housekeeping. Yeah, pay my respect. I need some respect from you, Keyshawn. About what? It's time to pay the bet. What you mean? Well, you get ready to have me do something. So I got it. I got (laughs) it. What you got? He rocks rocks with every team from California. Oh, yeah. I got a good UCLA jersey. So let's set it up. Oh, I got a Kevin Love UCLA basketball jersey right now. Mavericks over the Clippers. UCLA, the Trojan. He said he rocks with every team. He said if Golden State gets a champion, he'll rock with Golden State. Clippers win it. He's going to rock with the Clippers, right? This is Stone Cold, though. This is Stone Cold. UCLA of all teams. Look at the colors. The color scheme is going to be nice. Uh, Zubin, can you please explain why I go and take care of this? Indeed. Jay is on ESPN News walking over to Keyshawn. Jay, be careful here because Key Key doesn't look too happy right now. We had a bet. Clippers-Mavericks first round. Key and I thought Luka would come through and the Mavericks would win. Jay said, are you crazy? It's the Clippers, man. And we decided to bet. Key and I lost the bet. And right now, he looks almost comatose. I mean, he's not even moving, dude. We got a beautiful white, gold, and blue UCLA 42 jersey on Key. Key, your thoughts? No, wait, wait, wait. I don't want Key to give me any thoughts yet. (laughs) I need everybody out there, if you're watching us, are we on ESPN News right now? I believe we are on ESPN ESPN News News. I need my Twitter family. Social media family, please take as many pictures as possible of Keyshawn Johnson rocking this UCLA jersey, and let's spread it all over the internet. That's all I want. This is cold. We even took the graphic off the screen on ESPN News so it didn't obscure the UCLA across Key's chest. Hey, y'all, he's so angry right now. Cold in the control When's the last time you didn't hear Keyshawn talk for like three and a half minutes? (laughs) Never. (laughs) He's very deliberate right now. Very deliberate. He's sick. He's so sick. This makes me so happy. I'm Key. sorry, Key. Anything? I, I, <laughs> I can't use the language that I want to use on national radio and television. Gotcha. You know, you, it's four letters, and it's in the alphabet, and put it together. Gotcha. And then that's... Will, as in J. Will. W-I-L-L. I believe that's the four-letter word you're looking for at this Man, moment. Who told you U-K-L-A. to U-K-L-A. do U-K-L-A. See, I don't even, first of all... I don't even look right in this. It just doesn't, like, it doesn't even fit my, like, it doesn't even. Yeah, it's extra It's extra tight, too. No, it ain't even that it's tight. I don't look right in it. I see you with the Phil Mickelson boobs. Yeah, I see it. Yeah, I don't Yeah, they out there. Yeah, you know, well, flex it. Ooh, don't do but, that now. So I think it's only fair, since we've railroaded Keegan, he gets the first word on the whole situation with the <laughs> it's Bucks. It's just ugly. Go ahead. <laughs> and 
right? So the Heat are up six with 19 to go. This game shouldn't have turned into a crazy game. Chris Middleton gets fouled, hits three free throws. That was huge to get us all square at 114. And then the crazy call at the end, if you missed it, Jimmy Butler fouled by Giannis. A lot of people were upset with that call. The call was made by Mark Davis, who was seen as one of the more controversial officials. Uh, in the NBA, Butler coolly goes to the line, hits two free throws. Is Jay's now on his phone getting key in that jersey for posterity. I got it. I got it. And you know, the Heat win the game. They go up 2-0. Key, they're the first five seed to ever be up 2-0 on a one seed. Yeah, and, and, and look, the, the Heat stayed with it. It almost got away from them in the end. But they stayed with it, and, and they found their guy in Jimmy Butler, who was struggling all night long to find his rhythm. Uh, he made some buckets. Even at the end there, he bounced one around the yeah. rim after missing one. It was like, ooh. But he knew that he only had to make one of the two. The game was a wrap. Now, as I was watching the game, because Jay Will is a professional basketball player and has more insight on officiating than I do in terms of basketball, I wanted to – I actually, I think I texted him, but he was yeah. asleep or whatever because I really wanted to understand why the official would make that call at that moment. I figured – The Butler one you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, the Butler. Right? The, one that's, the, that's the one at the end. The one at the end because I felt like, you know, Giannis was there, but he really didn't touch him as far as I'm concerned. He touched him <clears> in the <throat> stomach, something that you are taught in basketball alone as well as in football to kind of disrupt somebody. You don't make that call – at that moment of a game in this situation. Like, you just don't do it. But I figured it was one of those deals where he didn't give him enough room to come down. He closed him out. So I thought that's why they made the call. But he obviously put his hand on his jersey right around the midsection. So, therefore, they make the call on that. Hell no. Look. No, I'm I, saying they, made, know, they shouldn't do I know, it, though, right? I know. But, look, Keyshawn, I watch game sevens for big plays to be made by clutch players. Mm -hmm. I do not watch game sevens for referees to determine the outcome of the game. Like, I just don't. And I'm going to put their names out there. Sean Wright, Mark Davis, Kevin Scott. Davis is a rep, right? Yeah. I mean, look, and, and this, is, this is a good referee crew. But, like, what I saw, first off, Miami tried to give the game away, right? So I felt like on oh, the first one with Goran Dragic, you don't call that. You don't give Chris Middleton three shots well, let me ask to you tie this, the game, and then you follow that up with a, a touch on the stomach, a rub on Giannis, which felt like a makeup call for the first messed up call that then allows Miami to win the game off two free throws with nobody on the free throw line. I didn't come there as a fan to watch the game in like that. Um, on Middleton, do you give him any credit for leaning into him? Like, he I, leaned into I, him to kind of, like, get the call. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Chris Middleton actually leaned forward on the shot. Goran Dragic... You know, he's standing there with his He's standing there yeah. vertical. Yeah. He's standing there vertical. And so, like, that, first off, that's a really bad call. And I understand that people are going to say on the following call with Giannis, hey, they've been calling it that way all season. That still doesn't make it right. Not the last play, especially when Your last Jimmy Butler, if you watch the last play, Jimmy Butler kind of, like, kicks his body out too, right? Like, Jimmy Butler kind of changes well, the dynamic of thought, his body. But You're, that's why I thought they made the call because he didn't give him enough room to come down and when he closed out. So I figured, oh, okay, they made the call. That's the right call to make. But after watching the replay over and over and over and realizing all he did was brushed up against the guy, you don't, you just don't make that call so in that situation, period. Here's man. what they're not calling in the game anymore. When Jimmy Butler in this last shot, he kicks his right leg out. Okay, and kind of contorts his body a little bit. Now, look, was there a little bit of a brush from Giannis? Yeah, there was a little bit of a brush. But, man, 
game, a, a game of this caliber down the stretch after the last call you just made? That's but a no call, man. Ball is That's gone. a no call. But ball is gone. Exactly. Already, right? That's a no call, Key. Yeah. Let the game go to overtime. Let them prove it. Right? Like, let us see more basketball. Don't make that call. Real quick, this is from Stephen A. Smith, who tweeted right after the game last night on that call, the last one there, Butler Giannis. That is absolutely, positively a shameful call by Mark Davis. He's the official. Thank you. How can you make that ticky, I think he means to say ticky-tack call in that situation? I picked the Miami Heat to win this series, but to make that call in a tie game, I think he meant to say tied game, with zero, <laughs> he was furiously tweeting, with zero <laughs> seconds left on the clock is disgraceful. That's Stephen A. Disgraceful. Buck should have walked off before... Free throws. I don't know if there's a bit of a double on time. That's all good. Look, with all due respect to Stephen A. Smith, with all all due respect to Stephen A. Smith, I don't need him uh, to to tweet it out to confirm to me that it was a horrible call. I watch basketball every day, Zubin. I played in the league. This is all I do. I was watching the game this morning at 1 a.m. over and over and over again. That was a horrific call. It was two back-to-back Horrible calls. Still to come, we'll talk about the Rockets and the Thunder and why even though James Harden had a terrible game, he's saying it's always something superstar players are able to do when the moment is tight that will make this guy go down in history. Man, key boy, specific you look good in that blue and gold, boy. You look on good. the way, UCLA 42. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Grainger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Folks, I wish you could be here during the commercial breaks. That's when the real show happens. Uh, Let's go from A to Z, NBA talk here. Let's go. In just about a minute. Let's start with the NFL, though. Leonard Fournette finally has a team, and he doesn't even have to move out of the state of Florida. He's going from Jacksonville to Tampa. As you know, top five pick a few years ago. Jacksonville let him go. Three and a half million with Tampa. That's according to Adam Schefter. Loaded running back room. You remember LaShawn McCoy joined this offseason. They drafted a guy in the third round to help the backfield depth. And Ronald Jones II is there as well. Damian Woody, 7.30 a.m. Eastern. We'll get his thoughts on this big move as the NFL gentleman is one week away. Sad story for Major League Baseball. The greatest player to ever put on a Metropolitan's uniform, Hall of Fame pitcher Tom Seaver, died Monday at the age of 75 from complications of Lewy body dementia and COVID-19. He led the Mets to an improbable World Series win in 1969, forever known as the Amazing Mets. He won three Cy Young Awards, dozen times All-Star, elected to the Hall of Fame in his first year of eligibility. And when he got in back in 1992, 
He got 98.8% of the vote at that time, the highest percentage that anyone ever had. Tim Kirkchin with an unbelievable off-the-field story around the real Tom Terrific. Tom Brady's called Tom Terrific, but he, Tom Seaver, had that nickname well before that. Tim Kirkchin with an unbelievable story coming up at 8 a.m. Eastern Time. I hope you can be there for that. And back to the NBA where, hey, look, stars come out when they need to come out. James Harden sure was four for 15. He was one for nine from deep, but a defensive play, a block on Lou Dort to end up sealing the game. But truth be told, there's pretty crazy after that block too. a couple of crazy nights in the NBA all over for the Thunder. Houston wins. They will face the Los Angeles Lakers in the Western Conference semifinals. That is game one. Friday night, 9 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. From A to Z is brought to you by Redbox. Redbox is something for everyone, along with a new comedy that can't be missed. Rent the King of Staten Island, starring Pete Davidson and directed by Judd Apatow. Visit redbox.com for all the ways to watch. By the way, last four NBA games decided by two points, three points, two points, two points. The last four playoff games have been decided by a grand total of nine points. It's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. And let's get straight to James Harden. He was mentioning that he couldn't drop the four-letter word he wanted to this morning after wearing that UCLA jersey. No problem for the beard. He dropped it with Cassidy Hubbard. Listen to this on his performance last night. Offensively, I played like <laughs> Excuse my language, but I couldn't make a shot, uh, turn the ball over, just doing everything that was not supposed to happen. But I just kept sticking with it. You know, my teammates give me confidence uh, throughout the course of games. And uh, defensively, I had to make a play, and I, I tried to close out to him. Dort has been knocking down some shots uh, tonight, so I wanted to get out to him. Mentioning Lou Dort, the guy whose shot he blocked at the end. But Key, this is what you said. His stat line was kind of ugly. I mean, four for 15, one for nine from deep. But when they needed him, as all superstars do, he was there. Well, look, he struggled from the field in in an offensive game last night. So as he was sitting on the sidelines doing that game, I'm sitting there saying to myself, man, he's just out of sync. You could look at his face. You could just look at him when he's on the bench there. He kind of looked like he was in a fall, mm. like he knew that his shooting night was completely off, but he wasn't going to give up, right? He was still going to try to do whatever he could do. Shots wasn't falling, but superstar players in sports, when they're struggling at something, with whatever it is, their offensive game, the running game, the, the pitching, at the moment that you think that you've lost them, they always hit a magical moment right at a time of need. And defensively, no one expected for him to do that, right? Not at all. But because there was no quit in him, he made the biggest play of the game for the Rockets by blocking the shot and then having the awareness to realize I blocked the shot. Now he retrieves my block. He's going to take the ball and throw it and bounce it off of me. I need to somehow get out of the way all within split seconds, right? No one expected for James to do that. So you got to give him credit at that moment for basically saving the game for them. And their season. And their season. Man, Houston said it lost a damn game. That's all great, Jay Will, but they didn't. I hear you giving James Harden credit. Great. He deserves it. Big time block on Luke Dirk, who had 30 points. He never had 30 points before in his life, averaging 30 points in Game 7 now for Lou Dirk. Great. Awesome. I, I know. Well, like, can I ask you a question? <laughs> yeah. Why the hell does Lou Dirk have the ball in his hands? You know why? Because Billy Donovan should have called a timeout. He had two timeouts. Two timeouts down the stretch. CP3, 
I've been calling him a point guard for a while now. Had a triple-double. Had 19, 11 rebounds, 12 assists. Had the ball at the top of the key. Had three defenders that are all in the gaps. They are all helping in on him, right? He gives the ball to Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Shea Gilgis-Alexander starts to rush, kicks a one-handed pass across the court to Luke Dort. I'm sitting here saying, CP3 is the guy. He was the guy for your last game. He's the guy that needs to have the ball in his hands down the clutch. If you're Billy Donovan watching your team be chaotic, knowing that you have two timeouts on the board, burn a timeout. Design a play for CP3 to have that shot. Now, look, I understand that it ends up them getting a foul and then Gallinari go to the free throw line off that play. CP3 tried to call for a timeout before, but it doesn't even need to get to that point. Billy Donovan missed an opportunity to lead that team by calling a timeout or even CP3. Somebody needs to recognize that in that moment, call a timeout, have your team regroup, and then come out and get a bucket by getting the ball in the hands of CP3's hands. You know, thing like I always say, though, when you out there, man, that clock get to moving fast. Everybody thinks it's that easy to call a timeout or think players and coaches, it's just moving fast. And, and we see it all the time in sports where you look up and it's like, why don't they call a timeout? Why don't they call? Before you know it, it's over with. But Keyshawn, I got to tell you, CP3, is a, he's a savant. No, there's no question. Billy he, Donovan was up for coach of the year. right? I think he won one of the awards for coach of the year. He was top three what, this he, year. Top three this year. Yeah. Savant with the way he coaches the game as well. Okay, So it, I, I hear what you're saying on that. But literally, let me take it the next possession to show you how guys, you know, we, we, I said it yesterday. Play fast, think slow. That's how CP3 is, right? So when Shea makes that kick across the court. Yes, and but CP3 is behind him. I, I hear you. And Luke, Luke shoots the ball, okay? James blocks it. Luke comes down. He grabs it. As he's about to throw it, you see CP3 running over saying, time out, time out, time out, time out. They actually went back to review it, right? Yeah. So all I'm saying is take it back 10 seconds before that. Yes. Before you even get to that point. Or Lou's about to throw the ball out of bounds and CP3 is trying to call for a timeout, call a timeout then. And even if CP can't think through because the game is moving fast, that's why you have a great coach. That's the job of the coach, to think for the players when they can't think for themselves. Should have called a timeout there. That's all I'm well, saying. Well, he, he, look, he was hitting some big threes for them last night. CP3 kind of got him going by having a conversation with him and telling him, look, you could pull the trigger because he was froze on a few times where he didn't know early in the game if right. he should hit the three, I mean, pull the trigger. CP3 gave him the green light. He gave him 30 because of that. So I'm sure, Jay Will, they felt comfortable based on his night of him pulling it. Now, nope. me and you, I nope. know, I nope. know. Not game seven. I get Not it. Not a game seven. Look, that's why I called you to ask you, should CP3 be the guy taking the ball out and with the 1.1 seconds to go, or should somebody else be the guy? Because I was trying to figure out, well, why are they allowing a young point guard to take the ball out when he just decided, oh, he panicked and threw the ball to Adams? I'm like, well, why isn't CP3 taking it out? But then I realized they don't really have anybody else they can trust with the ball when they inbound it to pull the trigger except CP3. So they was kind of stuck in between. Yeah, James Harden did say that Lou Dort had a good game, but to Key's point, I mean, let's be honest, Lou Dort with your season on the line when you have somebody like CP3 there doesn't make a ton of sense. Straight talk wireless, no contract, man, no compromise. Man, I feel bad for my dude, man. He's a Pac-12 kid too, by the way, Lou Dort. CP3, me too. Arizona State. Yeah, it don't mean anything oh, to me, though. <laughs> I mean, this, this, 
Man, he gave me Kevin Love, though. He, he could have gave me the cap, which is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Lou nope. Alcindor at nope. the time. not doing he it. He could have gave me Bill Walton. Nope. Throw it down, big fella. Throw it down. Nope. He could have gave me Ennio Banning. He could have gave nope. me Baron Davis. Nope. He could have gave me uh, uh, Westbrook, Westbrook nope. Jamal, nope. Wilkes. He could have gave me nope. Marcus Johnson. Mm-mm. He could have gave me any. He gave me Kevin and it wasn't even the slim down yes, Kevin Love. You remember Kevin Love at UCLA? It was big hey, Kevin hey, Love. Don't respect my boy Kevin Love. That's I'm, my, not, I'm that's just my saying, though. No. That's gave my me guy. Kevin, Kevin Love going to come in the show. You didn't even have <clears throat> the audacity to give me the cap, though. The greatest player ever at UCLA. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You Lou look Wilson really good, good in the time. Kevin Love jersey. <laughs> Still to come, one of our NBA analysts who works a ton with Jay. Just don't even feel Listen right, to though. think. Listen to this. Thinks Giannis is closer to Scottie Pippen than Michael Jordan. What is he saying by that? Essentially, Giannis needs a teammate better than him. And wait till you see Jay Will's reaction on that. Giannis is a straight two? All right, hang tight for that. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100, 100 times, times your money. money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at prize picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, prize picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stats types are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app go to prizepicks.com morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to 100 that's prizepicks.com morning code morning for a first deposit match up to 100 prize picks pick more pick less it's that easy Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. Dining in dollars, doing business and bought, wherever life takes you, the Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. We are 11 minutes away from talking to our NFL reporter, Kimberly A. Martin, on Kirk Cousins backtracking on one of the most eyebrow-raising comments that has been made. (laughs) Back that truck up. Back that truck up. Kimberly covered Kirk with the Washington football team, and we will get her thoughts coming up here in just about 10 minutes Zubin, wait. from now. Can I say it again? U-K-L-A, U-K-L-A, U-K-L-A. That's yeah, all. It is what it is at this point. <laughs> if I'm, I'm this- just know that I gotta, when I'm done with the show, I'm going home and getting bleach. <laughs> it's like those Cavs so fans that LeBron, burn the bronze yeah, jersey. Exactly. <laughs> You're going to burn the Kevin Love jersey? Real quick, before we get to hard, and we had just made a bet on the Clippers and the Mavericks first round series, Key and I erroneously uh, picked the Mavericks, and uh, Jay said whoever lost, it was going to be outfit time. So Mr. USC Pac-12 All-Century team is wearing a UCLA jersey this morning. This hurts. I got to tell you, it's been it's a great deep, week for me. Deep, deep to the core. It's been Cuts. a great week for me. I've, I've seen Zubin wear a, a red do-rag. Right. Not a great week for us, by the way. Red do-rag. <laughs> the whole show, you, by the way. 
laid the hair down, put him onto the culture. And then key to see you in this moment, to see how uncomfortable you are. All the, I've never seen you not speak. Man, I don't really fool with these dudes, though. Like, I, I just really, you, you, you really went to Duke. You really are smart. Because I really do not fool with this. You said, I don't fool with them. I don't, I do not fool with them. Speaking of fool, listen to this. Richard Jefferson is <laughs> not fooling around. But I wasn't going to be a spoiled brat, so I put it on. Okay, fair enough. Team player. Speaking of fool. <laughs> Richard Jefferson is not fooling around with his comments on Giannis. He's an ESPN NBA analyst. I'm sure many of you remember his playing career. Simply stating this, I think I actually heard this on our show earlier in the week, but this is what Richard Jefferson put out there on Twitter last night after the loss to the Heat when Giannis had that foul on Jimmy Butler that we just mentioned a moment ago. Quote on Twitter, Giannis might be a Pippin. There I said it. He needs his Jordan, and attached to his tweet, there's a great video of Scottie Pippen putting his foot up in the air, sitting on the bench in a Bulls game with a pair of Air Jordans on, which is really adding to it. Again, I just want to mention here, Scottie Pippen is one of the greatest players that's ever dribbled a basketball, so mm-hmm. this is no indictment on Scottie Pippen or Scottie versus MJ. It's just degrees of greatness. Jay, you kind of said this. Uh, RJ's getting a lot of a shine for this, a lot of pub for this, but this is something you said on the show yesterday morning. Yeah, and then I'll take it a step further for RJ. Um, so what? LeBron James was a Pippin once before he got over the hump. When? And won his championship. He was a Pippin in 2011, 2010, 2011 season. Oh, first year. When he, when he left Cleveland and he came to D. Wade's team, he came to Miami to be part of D. Wade's team. Now, statistically, LeBron James had a better season than Score a little bit more points, barely a little bit more points than D-Wade, uh, more assists, uh, barely a little bit more rebounds, barely better shooting percentage from the field. But you knew ultimately whose team that was. D-Wade had the moxie. Now, somebody can say, well, they lost in the NBA Finals to the Mavs. But I didn't feel like it became LeBron James' team. I didn't feel like he became the Jordan of that team until 2012, 2013, when they won against the Celtics, then they won against the Spurs. He got back-to-back Finals MVP. But he had to come down to Miami to learn how to win championships. D-Wade taught... LeBron James, how to win championships. Same with Pat Riley, same with Eric Spolstra. Already had one in the holster. So all I'm saying Jack. is it's okay for Giannis to be Pippen right now until he wins. Maybe he does need a Jordan-like player who has that Jordan-like mentality like a D-Wade to help him get over the hump. But it doesn't mis- mean he can't be Jordan eventually one day. You're massaging it, though. RJ's not, right? You're kind of saying it's okay. RJ, right? RJ's sort of saying, like, he needs some major help, and he may not be the player we think. Well, we, we've, well, we've we been saying it. We Chris kinda, Middleton ain't it. We kind of said that anyway, right? I mean, 1A, 1B. I said he should go to Miami to be with Jimmy Butler be because tough. that would be something that you look for. LeBron took his team to the finals as a puppy, as a young pup in Cleveland. Different. Right. Four yeah. years into the league. Yeah, oh, seven, Gian- Giannis the hasn't gotten there. I agree. I'm, I'm with you. So, LeBron... Going down to Miami to partner up with D-Wade, I never had a problem with that and still never would have a problem with it. I think it was great. I think it changed the entire landscape of the way professional athletes think about free agency. Everybody has somebody that rides with them. I don't know one guy that's won an NBA title by himself. Everybody, whether it's Magic and Kareem, whether it's Jordan and Pippen, D-Wade, Kobe and and Powell, Kobe and Shaq, Shaq and D-Wade – you always got to have somebody that is a notch below who you are as a superstar. But it's cool with it. But it, but you got to be cool with that. Right. You can't have two alphas trying to play together. Somebody's got to be able to take 
the back seat at some point. And I think when you look at Giannis, Middleton's there, but he's even though he's an all-star, he's not a how, – how do I want to say it? He's not a 1B all-star. You with that, j Will? You kind of in lockstep yeah. with that? I mean, I, I, so Dave Pash, who was calling Let me game. ask you this real quick. Would he be an all-star if he was in the West? No. So there you go. Um, I don't think he would. Um, Dave Pash, who's been calling basketball games for a while, was calling the game with Doris Burke last night. Mm-hmm. And I wrote it down because it, it really blew my mind that a guy who has paid attention to so much basketball, yeah. and Doris got lost in the game, but she didn't really answer it, which I thought was really intriguing as well. It was 110, the Miami Heat had, to 102, the Bucks with two minutes and 22 seconds left in the game. Right. Dave Pash said, who's going to be the guy down the stretch here for the Bucks in the fourth quarter for close games in these playoffs is the big question. As if it was a question. Wow. It was a question. I put my hands on my head and I said, wow. He went there. Wow. Which was a legit question. We're wondering about who the guy is going to be for the Miami Bucks down the stretch, knowing that they have potentially the back-to-back regular season MVP on this team. And that's the question, Key, that but, goes down but, to but that goes to Chris Middleton. Like, who has the skill set that can get it done in the half court wow. down the stretch when you need a bucket when you, you're not sure if that can be Giannis? And when you think about championship teams, if that question was asked about a championship team, you usually would say, this guy, that guy, oh, that guy. Obvious. They, they don't have that. And even Giannis, some of the stuff that he was doing last night, I mean – I'm all for him being the MVP and the defensive player of the year and all back those sorts of stuff. Back-to-back MVP. And but you can say, keep that. I don't even – like, I I need you to be able to do something, man. Regular season award. You guys have always I, I, talked about the – You can keep that, though, for real, though, Jay. No. I need I need you to be able to hit that three and not the side of the Jerry West logo at the bottom of the, of the rim. <laughs> bottom you know? well, look, if, <laughs> at the bottom of the backboard. If I'm the, if I'm the Milwaukee Bucks, I'm going to keep that. I'm going to pay him in Supermax. I'm going to keep the asset. It's, it, the next question comes down to John Horse and Company, the GM. It's hard though. How, I know, but how do you how do you how do you now build around a guy like that? It's hard. Chris Middleton may not be it for the money he got. How do you surround him? You need to find, and that's going to be a question. How do you lure? We had this conversation but, the other day. A big time free agent to Milwaukee. That's why it's going to be hard because you can pay who you want to pay, but it's all about the destination. I was talking to my agent, longtime football agent, last night, who's a basketball agent as well, and we were having a conversation yesterday, better yet, about free agency and stuff because he's getting ready for the draft with his son, Cassius Stanley, from Duke, by the yeah, way. Yeah, baby. Um, and we were just talking about Giannis and, and free agents and in cities, and, and I was saying to myself, he's got to get out of there because it's going to be hard as hell to get somebody to want to come, even though I want to play with you, mm-hmm. I don't want to live in Milwaukee. I don't want to live there. You're going to have to trade for somebody uh, uh, on a one-year deal with an expiring contract and hope that you can convince them to stay, much like PG did, uh, uh, Paul George did in OKC before he moved on right. to the Clippers. You got to. That's the only way you're going to be able to do it unless you draft because if you go out and just think you're going to sign a traditional free agent that's a big-time guy like a Kevin Durant or a Kyrie Irving or something like that, that's going to be hard as hell to do. No question about it. Also, remember, the numbers don't tell the story. Giannis, 18, 10, and 9. Almost a triple-double in game one. No one cares. 29 and 14 last night. No one cares. They lost both games. Keyshawn, J. Will, well, everybody, everybody cares now. <laughs> everybody cares. I mean, what, what does that say, though? First game, him and Chris Middleton played well. Right. And they lost. Last night, he played well. Right. 
They lost. One last zinger, by the way, Dave Pash's partner on college basketball, UCLA great Bill Walton. Just Man, why do you keep talking about <laughs> it? Just you always got that little ah. smart alley little zinger real quick. Yeah, there you go. I'm going to give him one, too. That's okay. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin reminding you it's all about ESPN Audio at home via your smart speaker, ESPN Audio at home, brought to you by Mercedes-Benz. You couldn't give me a Jackie Robinson UCLA? That is a a 42, though. I know, but it's not the same. Drive a Mercedes-Benz van and find how far an extra mile really goes from customization and service to financial assistance. Mercedes-Benz vans are ready for anything, and we're ready for a little NFL talk. Leonard Fournette agrees in principle on a one-year deal with the Buccaneers. The way that everything is announced these days, social media, Leonard Fournette tweets out a picture of himself in the Buccaneer gear, and as Adam Schefter said, I guess that makes it official. How about that? So Leonard Fournette, we'll talk about him. He's got a new home with Tom Brady and Mike Evans and Gronk. That's on the way. In just a moment, a reminder, we are presented by Progressive Insurance and all of our guests, including Kimberly A. Martin, ESPN NFL reporter, her first time on the program. It's a pleasure to have her, and she joins us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. So the big news, Leonard Fournette with the Bucks as they continue to add. Take us inside the story. It felt like 24 hours ago. He was sitting there waiting for a team, nowhere to go, cleared waivers. What's going on? Suddenly the Bucks swoop in. Kimberly, what happened? It's good to be Tom Brady right now because <laughs> here's a guy, Leonard Fournette, 25 years old, uh, you know, obviously a lot of drama behind the scenes in Jacksonville. Team doesn't want him. He doesn't want to be there. And now he doesn't have to go very far down the road to Tampa where Tom Brady is. I mean, it really is the Brady bunch. <laughs> the Bucks have showed that they are all in. They've got, you know, Tom Brady's 43 years old. So the window's only open for so much longer. Right. Right. But they stockpiled this team with, with a lot of talent. I mean, Tom Brady is now going to have two former top 10 picks in Mike Evans and Leonard Fournette. And, like, that has never happened for him. He hasn't had an offense that's looked like this. So I think it's a win-win for everybody. And even though Leonard Fournette, you know, his former head coach, Doug Marone, said they couldn't even get a fifth or a sixth-round pick for him in a trade, it's clear that Leonard Fournette has value. When you look at it – Kimberly, and you talk about Tom Brady being the age that he is. What happens to young guys like Ronald Jones now, old heads like LaShawn McCoy with this crowded <laughs> backfield? Well, that's that's what we're about to see. I mean, uh, the question is, will will they ask Leonard Fournette to anchor that offense? I don't I don't think so. I think you've got enough guys in there where he doesn't have to carry the load. But you have options, but it is crowded between LaShawn McCoy. And I think you sign LaShawn McCoy not knowing that a Leonard Fournette is going to be out there, you know, a month later. Um, McCoy, he is, he's still a good player, but he's up there in age and he was an active for the Super Bowl. If you've got a chance to sign a guy like Leonard Fournette, you do it. Ronald Jones, at this point, before yesterday, had been the guy that, okay, He's probably going to get a majority of the work, but you can work these guys in. And I understand that, you know, Fournette, he's averaging four yards a carry. Does that really, does that scream like, okay, this is the guy. But he's 25 years old. He is productive. In the three years he was in in Jacksonville, he rushed for over 1,000 yards in two of those seasons. So he's a workhorse. He's going to want to run people over and run between the tackles. So the Bucs have a lot of options. This is a good thing for them. Kimberly, Kirk Cousins was in the news heavy yesterday. Uh, Ooh, 
so heavy. So heavy. So let me ask you this, though. Obviously, on the uh, podcast, he made those comments. I think it was June that uh, he taped the podcast. July. July July. That he taped the podcast. But he kind of walked it back after I I would assume he got a lot of heat from a lot of different places. And he kind of tried to tone it down some. What's your response to before and after? You know, when I read the comments, knowing, you know, knowing how Kirk is and who he is and what's important to him, I know that he is a big religious guy. He is very religious. He is all about faith. And he's, so when I read the comments, I'm like, he's talking about how he doesn't worry because there's somebody else that is guiding his steps. And he's, you know, you can't worry about things that are out of your control. And if I get it, then that's, the the lot that's been cast for me and I can deal. I get I get what he was trying to say, but man, when you talk about it, it came off tone deaf. And I know, you know, he's he's not a callous person, but I think the fact that he and even though he gave the comments a month ago, two months ago at this point, still, I mean, the amount of people that have died in this country, it comes off as tone deaf, even though. He's saying, I, Kirk Cousins, I'm not worried about it when I go through my daily life. You have to, in that moment, think about the platform you have and how many people just blindly listen to whatever you say. And I think the blowback was so severe, he had no choice but to come out and try to clarify his comments. Kim, let's talk about the big news here. How big of a push is coming from minority owners to get Dan Snyder away from the Washington football organization? You know, I there was a point, you know, because I used to cover the team for the Washington Post a couple of years ago, and there was a point where I I never thought that Snyder would never not be owner. You know, I always thought he would be in that position. Um, talking to people around the league, people are starting to think like, okay, he this might be coming. He it's getting to the point where you the NFL um, can't ignore this any longer. The 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 problem with Washington is that it the culture these women are talking about a pervasive culture. So when you talk about bad apples, that's different than a pervasive culture, which is sort of rooted into the fabric of the building and how people operate. There have been so many things with this team, a once proud franchise, that now you're now the, the product on the field is not good. The workplace environment is not good. And those two things cannot coexist given the amount of scandals that we've seen. So uh, there was a point where I, I did not think anything might happen to Dan Snyder and he would have to give up ownership. But I think there's been enough, um, there's been this groundswell of, of this movement of people who want to see him gone. Um, it's hard. It's going to be hard for the NFL not to listen. Kim, the, the, the NFL took over the investigation that was originally spearheaded by Snyder and the, the Washington Football Club, I believe I'm saying mm-hmm. that, right? Um, the NFL took that over. What is it that the NFL is going to do? Like, are they going to really dive into it, or is this just kind of we're doing our due diligence and we're going to kind of let it go away? See, this is what the NFL I think a lot of people feel like the NFL should have done from the inception because Washington came out um, and, and made a big deal about the fact that it had hired its own investigator, its own independent investigator. However, there have been a lot of former employees who have signed NDAs, non-disclosure agreements. So 
how was this independent investigator going to be able to get to them and under, and get them to talk about it, you know, given that they had signed these documents. Um, the fact that the NFL allowed the team to hire its own invest, investigator initially raised the question of how independent could this be if the investigator is, you know, financed by the team, like the team put her in place. So I think this is just, again, it's, it's, what I've seen with Washington and surrounding this franchise, everything is reactionary. So the NFL says, nope, we're fine. We're just going to observe the independent investigation from here. Then when there's um, calls for the NFL to step in, when they're calls from minority owners, you know, um, raising concerns about Snyder, then the NFL says, you know what, then we're going to get involved. We want to, we want to have this investigator report to us directly. I think these are steps that people we're looking for from the beginning and hopefully the NFL does want at the end of the day, you want truth and you want honesty and you want to know what's really been happening and that those findings do come out to the public. I think that's what a lot of people want. Kimberly, along with Michael Wilbon and Tisha Thompson will be a part of franchise in crisis. The Washington football team, a one hour OTL sports center special 5 PM Eastern on ESPN2. Again, that's this Sunday, and we will begin showing some exclusive clips from that all over ESPN platforms today. So keep your eye out for that. Kimberly, thank you so much. Great to have you with us. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Cam. Real quick, we got basically 30 seconds. Jay, Kirk Cousins, it seemingly just got a little bit worse. I mean, with everything we just discussed, I, I can't do this in 30 seconds. I'm going to need more time. We're going to need to actually... Uh, allocate a whole block for uh, this whole discussion. Fair enough. Still on the way, you got Brady, you got Evans, you got Gronk, and now you got Fournette. Where does that put the Bucks in the elite of the NFC? Keys, thoughts on that when we roll on. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.